More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Hope that you are having fantastic Mondays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast you can search out my name Clay Travis you can search out Buck Sexton's name make sure that you never miss a moment of this program Uh, first two hours in the books uh, open phone lines 800-282-2882 we're having some fun as we finish the second hour off talking about the Washington Post editorial board member who was upset furious that somebody was not following the mask mandate in Madison, Wisconsin. I bet you've got some good stories of your own about potential issues that may have emerged in your own existence. And, of course, the irony here is some of the people who lecture us the most about the importance of the COVID vaccine, uh, the COVID mask mandate, oftentimes when it comes to masks, they are not actually steadfast proponents of the mask itself either because they recognize in the back of their minds when they're actually turning their brains on how absurd many of the rules are for instance i couldn't believe that this was real i was reading in the wall street journal this morning that at some schools they are requiring you this was southern cal buck they require you if you want to take a sip of water to step outside of the classroom to lower your mask and take a sip of water. That is, according to the Wall Street Journal, the policy that is in place for the entirety of USC, one of the 25 best schools in the country. Clay, what is the reality of flying on on planes today? How long are you allowed to have your mask down? Between bites, of course. Right. It's however long... The power mad and often I know there are probably some great flight attendants who listen to the show, but I have dealt with some Stasi like flight attendants yes. in my day already. I've dealt with people that are like, excuse me, sir, that mask needs to be up over your nose. I'm like, I- I'm-, I'm like chewing on a granola bar. Can you just give me a se-? it's all so stupid. And there are people who like the control. There are people who are brainwashed and there are people who are just so terrified that they can't be rational or reasonable 
about any of this stuff anymore because, Clay, the arguments, and when I say arguments we were making, I mean that you and I were making about this before we were doing a show together. I had you on my radio show when you were doing uh, doing a sports radio in the morning and I was doing the show in the evening. And uh, we would talk about the, the whole mask absurdity because these policies were always built upon temporary masking in certain circumstances, in certain situations, and ignoring decades of research about how effective are N95s, how effective are cloth masks, how well does all this stuff work. And now we're just supposed to go along with this. And I think that's really what this comes down to. There are the people that recognize this for what it is, and there are others who see that the limiting principles, and that's what I mean about us talking at the beginning of this, why didn't we ever do this for flu? Why don't we mask up all the time? We have turned into a society where about 30 to 40 percent of the country is like, maybe we should wear helmets inside cars at all times. And you're the crazy ones out there who don't want to do that. That's what's happened during COVID. And we put a lot of people who don't do nuance well in charge of enforcing rules. And so I always like my favorite absurdity for airplane travel doesn't even happen onside the air inside the airplane itself. It's in the terminals when you can sit in a restaurant at a crowded bar and drink and eat totally normally. But the moment you walk outside of that restaurant, which is directly connected to the terminal, you're expected to put your mask on. There's a place in Nashville, Buck, where the bar actually faces out. So you look out like you can reach out and touch people as they're walking by. None of those people right there. Like you could literally if your wife or girlfriend or something were sitting there like you and you were in the PDA, you could literally stop and kiss her. Right. Like there's no restrictions, nothing at all. You can reach right out and touch each other. And those people are not wearing masks while they sit there and drink beers and listen to music and have a good time and eat their food. And then the people walking right past them are forced to have masks on. Have you ever been? I mean, I've been. I was forced by an airline attendant to take off my mask and put on a new one because he's I'm serious. He said that mask looks too thin. And I, I mean, and, you know, you're people say, you're all, what am I? Do I want to be on one of those videos where all of a sudden oh, no, rah, rah, yeah, rah, of yelling and stuff yeah, and they yeah. drag you off? Well, especially us. And, right. And remember, of course. And, and you remember that it delays the whole flight and you're the bad guy and the whole thing. But that's a truce. I had a guy make me. It was a male flight attendant. Make me take off a mask and put on a new mask just because he felt like it. Um, I one time in New York City in my building, I'm fond of telling the story that the building staff in the beginning when I was the only I didn't even know this. I was the only unmasked person for the early stages of the pandemic because I would just walk through the the lobby. I wasn't infecting anybody with anything. Um, and as I know, because later on I got covid, I clearly wasn't sick in the you know the early right. months of the pandemic. But, Clay, uh, I had one person who got really, uh, really aggressive, and he had a mask on and a hat on, so I still don't really know who it was in my building because it was, like, winter time. And, the, and I, I remember I said, sir, you are free to complain to the New York City Health Department, and I am sure they will send me a cease and desist letter in the six- to nine-month period. And he did not <laughs> like that. He did not enjoy that. But, by the way, that was true. That, that was the actual sanction you know, you can you can uh, you can uh, complain to the health department. I'm sure they've got their best guys on it. Uh, I didn't even I don't think I told this story on the uh, on the radio, uh, but I you know, I'm traveling a lot. I'm on airplanes a lot for the fall college football tour that we're doing with OutKick. And most of the time, the people that I meet are fans of the show, like everything goes great. But one flight attendant on a uh, on a one of my flights came over and she said, I know who you are 
and you're leaving your mask off too long in between your bites. See? You masked up too little in between bites, Travis. She probably saw the CNN clip and wanted wanted, uh, she wanted to come after me for saying I was a First Amendment and boobs absolutist. But and to your point, because we are public figures, the last thing I want to do is get involved, even though it probably wouldn't be awful for what we do to get involved in a dispute over masking on a plane in the grand scheme of things, because our audience is mostly going to stand up behind us. Yeah. But I just I don't want to get banned from an airline because I have to travel like I don't want a larger societal issue. But I just thought I know who you are and you're taking too long between your bites is with your mask down is it's it's that's, I'm a, that's, to a, that's, a, that's amazing, by the way. First yes. of all, what, what a psychopath. And second of all, I would just add into this we shouldn't discount and i do think we're going to start to see the data on this and we should get to the saki explanation yeah, for biden on mass yeah. in one sec i just want to say they're they're starting to look at the numbers my friends of people that had missed cancer diagnoses mistreatments for serious no illnesses illnesses and uh you know because that there's a lot of lagging indicators there and what we did with the lockdowns, the full cost of that, both economically and to public health, I think is something that when we see it on balance, will look very, very bad for the Fauciites. When you look at what actually was prevented in terms of COVID, very, very little, if anything, what price we paid in terms of lives as well as the economy. And that's why right now we, we have to fight against this continued anxiety of Every time I get in an elevator, every time I walk into a room, is this a person who's freaked out about mask wearing? I, 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 this is bad for us as a society. It's not a minor thing. But Joe Biden, Clay, apparently doesn't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, and for those of you who didn't know about this, uh, over the weekend, I think it was Sunday, maybe it was Saturday night late, Joe Biden went out to dinner in Georgetown, an area of Washington, D.C., fancy restaurant with his wife. And when they were leaving... They did not have their masks on in the restaurant. This video has gone viral. The pictures have gone viral. This is a violation of the D.C. mask mandate, which requires when you are indoors, you have to have a mask on at all times. And this was what Jen Psaki just said in the last hour or so when she was asked about that viral video and those photographs. Well, I think what we are referring to is a photo of them walking out of a restaurant after they they had eaten masks in hand where they had not yet put them back on yet. So I would say, of course, uh, there are moments when we all don't put masks back on as quickly as we should. But I don't think we should lose, miss, lose the force through the trees here. And that our objective here is to get more people vaccinated, make sure that, uh, that schools and companies around the country can put in place requirements to save more lives and keep people safer uh, and, you know, not overly focus on moments in time that don't reflect overarching policy. Oh, oh, moments in time, Clay. Isn't that remarkable? You know, one one thing you see here, and this this is true throughout history when it comes to tyrants, is that a real tyranny is not the universal application of very strict rules. Because there's always built in some protection there, because if the elites have to live by the same rules, everybody else, they're not going to want them to be that strict. Right. A true tyranny is always the capricious enforcement of rules, rules for some, not for others, because they can grind you into oblivion with the different set of rules than they themselves live under. This is becoming what we see with covid. I think you learn a lot, Clay, from somebody based upon how comfortable they are sitting there indoors now spewing, you know, their droplets into the air while they have, uh, you know, servers, waitstaff, people working in the restaurant all masked up. Why? Well, why, and also, why is that OK? 
Yeah, it's a great question. We've created a, a caste system effectively in the United States where people who are able to afford high-end uh, high-end meals and certainly are being taken care of are held to one standard and people who are not are held to a different standard. I'll say this, too. Um, if you're Joe Biden and you are in control of your mental faculties and you have made eradicating COVID the number one focus of your administration. Shouldn't you think to put your mask on the minute you know that you're about to go back into a public venue? In other words, if you watch that video, they were sitting down at a table, presumably eating dinner. They then had to stand up and walk out of that restaurant. You know that all eyes are going to be on you, and not just you, by the way, also your wife. If you are truly obsessively following the rules, which is what they try to claim that they're doing because of the Kabuki theater, you know, they always put their mask on when they come off of the helicopter. There's no way they're wearing those masks while they're flying. Yeah, of course, opinion, they, they do it for show. They, they say yes. this is signaling. They've admitted that, by the way, yes. many times in the past. But Clay Biden's almost 80 years old. He's actually at that level where even well, vaccinated, he's even vaccinated, risk. he should be super careful for his own purposes it's almost like he doesn't think that wearing masks is as important as he pretends to think it is for political reasons which is why to me this is illuminating covid has hypocrisy on a level that we've never seen before and by the way we tried to be consistent because whether it's the mayor of uh, San Francisco, remember, she said basically, hey, don't, you're trying to take away, don't be the fun police. We're like, yeah, of course. Like, we're not saying, we're not the ones yeah. who said the mask uh, mandate should exist. I I mean, in, in Bucktopia, which would be a fun yes. place, uh, if I were in charge tomorrow, masks everywhere except for a hospital setting where it's actually meant to prevent infection of wounds and things from droplets that are coming into contact yes. with sick people, gone, gone. No, no more mask mandates anywhere. We've seen all the data on this stuff. They're at, but they're at, it's become a security blanket for people. And I mean the, a security blanket like the one little kids hold. And if they don't have it when they go to sleepaway camp, they get really sad. That's what masks have turned into for a lot of folks. I don't think there's any doubt. And when we point out this hypocrisy, what we're trying to do is make everyone aware of how absurd these rules are and hopefully have them in sooner rather than later. San Francisco, New York City, I think we've gotten uh, de Blasio a couple of times. Uh, Certainly we have uh, with Mayor Bowser in D.C., now with the President of the United States. It's all a big show. I just want to say real quick, my favorite was Lori Lightfoot when she got the haircut when no one else got a haircut, and she was like, yeah, but I'm important. You know what? (laughs) At least that was honest. You know, At least that was the honesty you don't get from most Democrats on this. Mike Lindell, folks, he invented MyPillow, and now MyPillow has turned into an amazing brand, a fantastic all-American company. They've got towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, full-on mattresses now, the Giza Dream sheets, amazing products that I'm sleeping on and using every night, and I love it. One thing I don't like about traveling, uh, Clay just went on 10 days of travel. Whenever I have to go somewhere, I'm away from my Giza Dream sheets and my my pillow. Mike Lindell will help you get a great night's sleep. The Giza sheets are made from the world's best cotton. Clay, you and I both love them. Ultra soft and breathable. Giza sheets are also durable and have a luxurious finish. They do. They're in every bed in my house, all the kids' beds, my wife's in my bed. And I do miss them when I'm on the road. I've been on the road the last 10 days. It was great to be back home in my own bed with my own Giza Dream sheets. Now you can buy one, get one free. With the promo code Clay and Buck, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials to get the Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free with code Clay and Buck, or you can call 800-792-3269. Again, one more time, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials, and you can also call at 800-792-3269. Get hooked up today. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. 800-282-2882 on those lines. 800-282-2882. Let's hear from you. Have you had had to square off with somebody over not wearing your mask on a bike ride on the trail 100 feet from anybody, but someone still yelled at you, Why aren't you wearing your mask, sir? You want to say, Because I'm not. 
an emotionally destabilized crazy person who watches too much CNN? I mean, can I maybe make a little card where I can hand that out to people? I'll, I'll drop it on the ground so they don't have to get that close to me so they can avoid the droplets of COVID. What's wild is the degree of moral authority that that this wall came out of the Washington Post woman who decided to pick up her phone and tweet, you know, somebody was disrespecting the rule on an on a uh on an uh <laughs> elevator in in Madison, Wisconsin, and she thought she was the paragon of virtue. She wanted everybody else to be like, oh, so good of you to raise this I, as an issue. I also want to ask these people who are make such a big deal. Ruth Marcus at the Washington Post. I, I want to ask people, do you think that if someone doesn't wear a mask, like should should the cops come in and wrestle the ground and, yeah, and what's you know, the resolution? Put, put hands on them? Remember, the chance of the person that Ruth Marcus is upset about being a, a covid spreader at that moment is less than one percent. So there's a 99% chance the person she's upset about in the elevator is actually 100% fine, does not have COVID, right? So that yes. always gets lost in this. So you're basically freaking out at a healthy person because of the remote possibility that that person in that moment might be spreading COVID to you. And, oh, I guess your mask that you're wearing and the vaccination you have is not enough to protect you. Gee, it's weird how that happens. Kathy in Oregon. She's had some crazy stuff happen to her, apparently. Kathy, what's up? Hi there. I live on a beach town. And last year, my husband and I went up to Seaside, Oregon, which is a big beach town, and wanted to walk along the promenade, which is along the beach. So it, it was a uh, anyway. We're out. You're outdoors walking approach- along the beach. Is the is the scene for we're this? Walking- yes. And as we approach the uh, concrete sidewalk, uh, this young man. Who, who had to be no more than in his 20s, he leaps off of a bench. He's waving one of those carpenter uh, tape measures that he's pulled the metal tape out to six feet. He's waving that metal tape measure at us and backing away in great fear, saying, what is the matter with you people? When, when did this happen? It actually happened last year, earlier in the uh, in, in the, the pandemic. pandemic. This, this I mean, what this happens. Is crazy. You, you watch too much. Uh, thank you, Kathy. You watch too much MSNBC. Bad things happen to your brain, folks. That's why you got to listen to the Clay and Buck Show. If we've learned anything since 2020, there's nothing quite as important as a powerful immune system. Over 20 years ago, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black of Texas invented Texas Superfood, the original superfood. I met Dr. Black years ago when I was taking Texas Superfood, and this is an amazing product. 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables plus probiotic and digestive enzymes so you can build your body's defense from the inside out. You know how your grandmother told you to eat all your fruits and veggies, but with busy schedules, it can be pretty tough? That's why you need Texas Superfood. It can boost your immune system better than anything, help you with a safety net for the diet that you should be having every day. So start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. That's TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Saxon Show, final half hour, Monday edition. Hope you guys have had fun hanging out with us so far. We certainly have had a good time hanging out with you. We encourage you. Make sure you don't miss the moment. Go subscribe to the podcast. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. You can also find us on every social media platform. I feel like we need a dum-dum-dum for now. 
uh, because who knows what's going to happen with the social media platforms. But I will say this. A lot of discussion. A lot of discussion about COVID vaccine mandates and very little actual numbers. And we've had Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin on the show a couple of times, and he's done a fantastic job of laying out data and trying to interpret that data in an intelligent fashion. And he did it again over the weekend to argue against the idea of COVID vaccine mandates just based on primarily data. Let's play cut eight. The mounting data shows that they're not working or as safe as we all hoped and prayed they would be. The mandates are pointless. Now that we know that uh, fully vaccinated individuals uh, are getting infected, they can transmit the disease. Unfortunately, they're being hospitalized, they're getting seriously ill, they're dying. Uh, There's no point to the mandate whatsoever. The fact that this administration won't recognize natural immunity in these mandates, and of course, they're completely ignoring the vaccine injuries. Over 25 years, the flu vaccine There are about a little less than 1,700 deaths reported on the vaccine adverse event reporting system. With the COVID vaccine, we've had 16,766 deaths in 10 months. It certainly would cause me some serious concern. And Buck, uh, building on this, and we talked about it earlier, and we certainly want to wish and give our condolences to Colin Powell's family, a legendary Secretary of State, great servant of the American people, He uh, died, and news came out this morning, I believe, about uh, Secretary Powell dying. may have been late last night that that news broke. But he was also double vaccinated. Now, I'm not the kind of person, I know you aren't either, Buck, to try. We've been arguing against this quite a bit because sort of the ghoulish nature of which if somebody turns down the COVID vaccine and then they end up dying of COVID, you have all these pictures of them in the hospital bed and there have been certainly people in media doing what we do who haven't gotten vaccinated and ended up dying. And, and they always have a ghoulish. quote, Clay, yes. in these stories, too, at the end. Oh, I wish I had gotten vaccinated yes. is in the headline of the story. And I just think I think that's I think it's gross what they do. Yes. And so we're not going to be talking a great deal about the fact that Secretary Powell died despite double covid vaccines of his family says covid because he was 84 years old. He had multiple health-related conditions, he including had, he had multiple cancer. myeloma. I mean, he had a very yeah. serious cancer that actually is highly immunosuppressive. So he's somebody who, uh, from the very big, I mean, I think if we, you know, if we had Alex Berenson on anybody, they'd say that's a high situation risk. where you're at high risk, regardless. There's high risk, regardless. But the conversation is being stilted. I believe we have audio of a question being asked of Kamala Harris, the vice president, about this. And it's cut off and not allowed to even be mentioned, basically. I haven't even heard this audio. Neither has Buck, but we've got it for you. Because of what he was able to accomplish, it really did elevate our nation in so many ways. So may he rest in peace. What's your message for Americans who know that he was fully vaccinated with COVID, who are now remain skeptical. All right, uh, there, Vice President Harris, um, uh, they're speaking about uh, the late uh, Secretary of State, uh, General Colin uh, Powell. Clay, you, we are two CNN. people, we, we're two people who have done a lot of TV, right? Yes. That was a conscious decision, probably spurred on by a producer, I would say, but maybe not, maybe just by the anchor there, a conscious decision to cut and talk over the question about now deceased, uh, uh, you know, former Secretary of State Colin Powell's vaccination status. And, and I, I will say this. It is so damaging that the people that push all of this, listen to the science, shut up and do what we tell you. They really seem to think that people do not 
especially people in a free country like America for as long as it remains free, which is starting to feel like not that long from now. But we'll see saying shut up. You can't talk about that does not instill confidence. Shutting down discussion of complicated and nuanced issues as any mass health situation like this is and just telling people to be quiet. We're going to ban you. We're going to coerce you. We're going to arrest you, whatever it may be. That doesn't actually make their concerns go away. It elevates their concerns. You're 100 percent right. And by the way, the answer to that, and I don't know what Kamala Harris said, the answer to that should be if you look at the data and the analysis, the covid vaccine doesn't eliminate your chances of dying with covid. It doesn't. Period. At at best. Remember, in the earliest days when Fauci was doing little Fauci backflips and everything, it was always they thought it was 95 percent protective was what they said now. What we've been talking about on this show is that after six months, it's more like 50 percent efficacy, which is basically, uh, you know, maybe it helps you. But then they say, well, it prevents severe illness and death. But that also may fade that protection in time. But even in the very beginning, there was a possibility. And if you were somebody who's 84 with cancer, you were more likely to fall into that 5 percent that were always going to be unprotected. See, we can be. And we'll be honest with our audience about these things. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't have a discussion or you shouldn't be able to talk about this at all. It's just to say that's what the numbers would tell you. Yeah, look, and my dad, happy birthday to my dad, by the way. Oh, really? Happy birthday, Mr. Years Travis. Old. Yeah, 77 years old. Actually, yesterday, but I saw him today to be able to celebrate. So he's 77, and my mom is uh, is the same age, and they both just went and got their booster shots. Because I told them, hey, given your age, it makes sense for you to be vaccinated and to get your booster shot. I told my dad to get his booster last week. That's right. But it doesn't protect you from ever getting COVID and dying from it. And it it provides some protection. and, And that's better than none, certainly. But that's the kind of answer that an intelligent, nuanced discussion would provide. Instead, CNN cuts it off. I don't even know what Kamala Harris said in response to that. But this is going to be, and a lot of you out there know, you've got friends and family who got the COVID vaccine and still tested positive for those, quote, breakthrough cases, which are actually pretty commonplace. Right. I mean, so I I guess what one thing that's important to keep in mind here, and we will allow this, you know, we're not going to like shut down the question. Obviously, we want to have as much of an open intellectual discourse here as we can every day on the show. I think it's one of the mission statements of the show. But, you know, there's a difference between. Somebody who is 84 and has cancer, who has been vaccinated and and succumbs to the virus and somebody who, let's say, is is, you know, 45 and fully vaccinated and still gets pretty, pretty sick and maybe gets hospitalized. That's a breakthrough case that you'd say by the numbers starts to make you think, well, how effective is the vaccine in the aggregate? Whereas if you're 84 and have and and are, are already battling cancer. It's just a, there's this is all about the numbers, folks. It's all about the different risk factors, which is also why, though, because of these layers of nuance, there should be more room for people to make their own decisions, because this is not black and white. This is not as straightforward as they have. They've been telling us all along. We all know that. So, I mean, Ron Johnson, I will say this when he talked about that, those. I'm assuming that's what's reported in the VARES database. Sixteen thousand deaths. Well, I mean, that's. I'm sure people hear that and they say that's stunning. They that that doesn't sound like what the number is at all. I mean, I've we were talking about the one report of a woman in Oregon who clearly who did die from a blood clot from from the J&J vaccine. Full stop. That is what happened. That's what the health authorities, medical authorities, otherwise completely healthy would not have gotten the vaccine. So given that we've had 
over 60% of the country, I mean, I could check to see what the actual, fully vaccinated, sorry, 57, I got to get the numbers right, 57% fully vaccinated until, of course, the boosters become part of full, full vaccination in the U.S. right now. Okay, so how many of those VAERS events, Clay, were actual deaths caused by the vaccine? I mean, I, I want to know. I don't know the answer. I want to know the answer. How is it possible we don't all have that data? It's a great question. How is it possible that we don't know of the people who are testing positive for COVID now? What percentage of them are vaccinated? What, what percentage percent vaccin- of people that we don't know? Yeah. What percentage are hospitalized? What percentage are dying? We still don't know that very basic information, which I think would be important for individuals out there it's to make tough. to make choices. You know, I don't like conspiracies, Clay. Yes. But. You know, because I'm a CIA guy and people think that I know everything about, you know, the space landings and the aliens Area and all that 51. stuff. And, you know, yeah. yeah, Area 51. And, you know, I didn't learn anything that cool in the CIA. Of course, can neither confirm nor deny. That's what a <laughs> CIA guy would say. But it does start to feel a little bit like they don't really want to collect the data on how many breakthrough cases, how many hospitalized vaccinated people until they've at least had a couple of months of booster shots going into people's I'm with you. This is information that we should have as an American public. I mean, we know that England has that data. We know that Israel has that data. Why doesn't the United States have that data? And why would our data be so different than theirs is what I would like. I mean, meaning the outcome, because that outcome would be highly concerning. Remember, Israel has essentially... Turn the turn the you know the wave downward of hospitalizations and deaths of the fully vaccinated with their boosters, but then that's what we would expect to happen here too. And are we ready for that? Are we prepared for that? What is the situation um, as it unfolds? So we'll we'll come back to this in a moment. Maybe get some of your calls. Some folks have been very patient, waiting on hold for quite a while. There was a time you couldn't possibly place gold within your IRA as part of your savings plan. You'd want it there as part of your portfolio to help save and protect all you've worked to earn and save. But today, that's easy to do thanks to our friends at the Oxford Gold Group. This company can place gold into your IRA just as easily as they can deliver gold to your per- uh, to purchase your home. Rather, gold you purchase to your home. Pardon me. You buy gold for protection. You keep it as a hedge against inflation. It protects the value of your savings account. If you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it's just a phone call away with Oxford Gold. Call them at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are in our final leg of the race here of the Clay Travis and Buck section show for the day. If you missed any part of it, please subscribe to our podcast, the Clay and Buck show, Clay Travis and Buck section show to be technical. You can go on iHeartRadio, go, which is the best, uh, iHeart app. You can listen there. You can listen on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We just hope you listen. The Apple podcast store, obviously it's broken down by hour two. So if you just tuned in for hour three, you want to hear hour one, the opening today, you can go listen on the podcast. Clay and I were just having kind of a fun discussion about uh, about facial hair. You have two bearded co-hosts here, um, and and it's funny because apparently uh, we may be appearing on TV together later this week. We're talking about how we both got beards. Clay, first of all, there's just a phenomenon of American men having more beards. There's more beards now than I've ever seen in the 40 Probably years soon to be of my life here. Yes. You're a long-time beard guy. I would say that just by way of... By way of, uh, you know, getting I-, I thought about this fall shaving. I've had a beard for about three or four years now. I thought about shaving it this fall. And I had a couple of lady friends whose opinions I trust say, absolutely not. Under no circumstances. And I said, really? I was a little taken. So I'm just kind of I think it's kind of funny. I wonder what the ladies in the audience in general think about about beards on men. Is it a case by case or you just always prefer the beard? You know, they can tell us on uh Twitter or Facebook or whatever, let us know. I've had a beard for 20 years. What does Mrs. Travis think of the beard? Can I ask? She, she is she is very pro-beard now, but my kids are even more pro-beard because they've not known me without a beard. And so every now and then, 
uh, I'll have like a shaving mishap or something that will mean that I have to take it back really, really short, right? You know, I start shaving with the wrong guard uh, or something of that ilk. And the kids get super uncomfortable with the idea that, you know, like my I look totally different without a beard. I, I do have one good friend of mine uh, for, who's been married for a long time. He's similar, maybe a couple years old than you. And I had never seen him without a beard. And I saw him, I saw him, you know, maybe a year ago without it for the first time. And he said his wife was like, you got to grow it back. You got to grow it back. <laughs> right? That's exactly so what my kinda, wife said. But I mean, some guys, I don't know. Some guys, I I tend to look on the younger side, I think, to people. So maybe the, the beard is a part of it. But I just think it's funny. I wonder what percentage of the men in our audience right now are. What do you think of the, the of the men folk in our audience? What percentage are bearded? I, I would guess. 30 or 40 30 or 40 percent is what i was going to say which is a monster number because if you went back to 20 years ago so i was 22 uh you know you'd had the rise of the mustache you'd had the rise of the goatee but there was almost nobody in their 20s then who had a beard and i go around college campuses all the time now and there's a huge percentage of kids out there with beards i mean i know you've got you got producer dub out there with you in tennessee he's He's bearded, right? Yeah. He's, he's a bearded, bearded. man. He, well, he's a Tennessee man. I'm here in New York. We got a bunch of clean-shaven producers, but producer Mike, producer Mark clean-shaven, producer Greg clean-shaven, producer Mike got a nice, he's rocking the, the, the goatee plus mustache, you know, the full, the full goatee situation. Is that- The full goatee was like, I would say, the goatee probably hit its peak of goateeness in like 95 what do you oh, think? Yeah. Like everybody had a goatee in like ninety five. Well, but also there was that period. I think it was because some of the the, the rockers like uh, the Chris Cornells and yeah. the uh, Scott Weiland of the Stone Temple Pilots, Chris Cornell of Soundgarden. Now you're starting. This is music. I yeah. used to be very t- tied into pop culture, but then you know I I don't know. I got I got grumpy and old. Uh, but those guys had just the just the, the uh, soul patch. Just, well, the soul patch, but also just the chin. You know, they didn't have the the oh, matching yeah, yeah, yeah. mustache just, goatee. Yeah. Some of them just had the. The, the thing on the bottom of the chin. All right. We're, so we're, what's next is the question, by the way. I think the stash is going to come back in I think a big the sta- way. I completely agree with you. I think the stash, it's not just for airline pilots anymore, folks. It's making, you ever I, notice I think, that? Whatever there's like a missing plane story on yeah. CNN, you are not allowed to be a TV aviation expert unless you've got a thick <laughs> Burt Reynolds 70s style mustache. You know, you got to really I have it. I think my kids and all their friends, by the time they're college age, I think all of them are going to have mustaches. <laughs> and you know, like they have, I've thought about it because you know, like they have Movember where everybody kind of ironically grows the mustache, like a lot of people do anyway. And, uh, and that's kind of, everybody kind of looks a little bit ridiculous. I once went just with the mustache and that was what really freaked my wife out i went with like the hand like the long hand she was yeah. like you look like you're gonna be arrested for you I know mean, kidnapping children if, at any moment if you ever want to see what what really like the, the top tier of facial hair has looked like in the past we get sideburn comes from a miswriting oh, yeah. Of Civil War General, I believe it was, Ambrose Burnside. That's right. And you look at that dude's sideburns and it chops. He looks like a, looks like a lion's mane. I mean, he's got, so maybe, I don't think that's going to make it come back, but I'm just saying that's where the original sideburn was Ambrose Burnside. That's where the, the term comes from. And he had like the, I mean, it goes all, I don't even know how, I couldn't do it. He also just got his army nearly destroyed at the Battle of Fredericksburg. But you would you know, think the sideburns wouldn't have survived that, that debacle of a generalship. You have fancy facial hair, and history will celebrate that through the ages, apparently, and forget, about, forget you about you being a crappy charging general. Mary's Heights. Yeah.
Well, we'll have more on this tomorrow. But see, this is a great place for you to weigh in with us after the show at Buck Sexton on Twitter, at Clay Travis on Twitter, on Facebook. I know most of you are on Facebook. Please go to Facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. I assume Facebook.com slash Clay Travis. I think can, that's where I am. That's there, where it yeah. is. Send yes. us messages there. Tell us what you think. If you're, a, if you're a lady who vehemently disagrees with me shaving off the beard, which, like, none of you care. But anyway, I'm just saying, if you got ideas or thoughts on this, let us know. I think you should go full stash. You think you think I could pull off the you, stash? You should lead. You should lead the stash. Come lead the stash. Charge stash I, revolution. Charge of the stash brigade. Clay, I am something of a uh, fashion icon. So <laughs> I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. We'll get into it, folks. More tomorrow. More news. More insights. More analysis. Thanks for hanging out with us today. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.